Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Monday, November 4th edition of the MAOB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Merton. And as you can see, if you're watching the live stream, I'm joined by Cole Sheldon today. I had to bring Cole on because UFC 244, just too big of a card to talk about by myself. There's so much going on. Amazing card, Cole. Just just overall thoughts, man. I personally thought it was one of the best cards probably ever. It was an amazing card. Yeah, it was one of the easily best cards this year that I can think of. Like Prelims were all good fights on the prelims, other than a couple, but main card i don't think there was a boring fight on the main card they were all really spectacular it was just great night all around yeah sick card let's get right into it all right main event of the evening Jorge masvidal defeats nate diaz via third round dr stoppage tko got a lot of th- lot of thoughts on this fight a lot of thoughts on stoppage let's uh okay let's talk about the stoppage first then we'll talk about diaz and, and masvidal after um i'm surprised they i was surprised they stopped it because to me like the cut wasn't as bad it wasn't any worse in the third round than it was in the, between the, the second, first and second, and between uh, the second and third, Cole. Like, he did take a ton of damage, don't get me wrong. And as if you're a doctor, I can see why you'd want to stop the fight. But to me, like, the cut was bad the whole time. Like, it was a terrible cut. He took a ton of damage in the fight. I was just a little surprised they stopped it. When, when it looked like Nate was like, I'm fine, I'm ready to go, like, let's fight. And then they just stopped it. So to me, it was kind of um, not the greatest stoppage. But at the same time, I can see why they stopped it. I mean, you're a doctor. You want to protect the fighter. So I can see that. But at the same time, I was a little surprised. What did you think about the stoppage when you first saw it? When I first saw it, I'm like, they can't be stopping this. And then after I looked at the cut again, I'm like, I can see why the doctor stopped it. Like, it was a pretty big cut right above the eyebrow, too. And then he had one under the eye, too, which, yeah. didn't, which didn't make it any better because now you have two. And it was, like, 22 total stitches. Like, that's a big cut. So, after, it, it is disappointing for a lot of the fans. It was a good fight. And then to see it end like that kind of sucked. But I get where the doctors come from to why they stopped it then. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I'm still a little surprised that uh, it was stopped when Nate was like, I'm ready to go. But New York State Athletic Commission, they're not as lenient, I guess, as maybe Las Vegas. Dana White's talked about that Tyson Fury fight recently where he had a nasty, nasty cut above his eye and they let him continue. We've seen lots of fights where guys get cut, but it is what it is, Cole. You know what? He was getting his ass kicked. Let's be honest here. It wasn't a close fight. The scorecards actually came out. It was 30-26 on two cards and 30-27 on the other card for Masvidal. Now, the argument would be, uh, especially someone who picked Diaz like I did, uh, that the fourth and fifth rounds are where he comes on and where he could have actually taken advantage. But honestly, it's probably better the fight was stopped and he gets to live and fight another day. Uh, maybe they could run it back in the future. Right now, Cole, it looks like Dana White is uh, changing his mind about that. At first, he was pissed and wanted to do a rematch. Masvidal wanted to do the rematch. It looked like he wanted to run it back. Nate, did. Nate does still, but it looks like they're going to do – probably Masvidal for the title, if I'm guessing. Uh, and Nate Diaz probably needs some time off to fix that cut. Apparently, he might get surgery like uh, his brother Nick did on the scar tissue. So, uh, in your opinion, would you also go with Masvidal for the next title shot against the winner, Boosman and Covington? I think you have to give Masvidal the next welterweight title shot. I think he deserves it, especially with Leon Edwards and Tyron Woodley not fighting. If that fight happens, I think you could possibly give that the winner of it. But with nothing booked for either of them, I think Masvidal has to be the next guy in line. Yeah, I agree with that. And for Nate, what do you do with him next? Do you uh, just let him sit in the sidelines and see what happens? Or do you potentially work on uh, making a trilogy fight with Conor McGregor? I think he's going to take some time off. I think you try to make that Conor trilogy fight in the summer of 2020, make that international fight week, headline that. Conor said he wants to fight in January. He said April, May. But I think if you talk to Conor and delay that till June or July, I think you could. And then you fight end of the year. If he wins all that, he gets another shot at the lightweight title. I think the trilogy fight has always made too much sense not to happen. It's 1-1. All the, both fights are really interesting and really competitive fights. 
it's a big money fight. Probably one of the bigger fights the UFC could put on. I think it still needs to happen. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, here's the other question I have. Who's the fighter of the year? Is it Masvidal or is it Israel Adesanya? Because I think they're both obviously in the conversation. Masvidal, three straight knockout wins over Nate Diaz, or stoppage win, I should say. Nate Diaz, Ben Askren, and Darren Tully knocked them out. And then Adesanya beat Anderson Silva, Calvin Gastelum, and Robert Whitaker. So who would you pick? Honestly, I think Masvidal, for me, like he's the biggest like story of the year and the biggest star like making performance. But I feel like Adesanya probably deserves a little bit more. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think either of them are a good pick. Like, you have both ways. Like, Adesanya won the interim title and middleweight title this year. But then you have Masvidal set a record for fastest knockout, undefeated, like, came back three stoppage wins, too, where Adesanya doesn't have any. Or he has just the one over Whitaker, the stoppage win. So that could impact it. I think either of them, like, are a good choice. It's not, like... It's not, say, Adesanya wins at the end of the year. Everyone's like, oh, that's a robbery. But if Masvidal wins, like, I think no matter what, I think fans are going to be disappointed either way who wins because some will always think Masvidal, some will think Adesanya. I lean yeah. towards Adesanya just because he won the titles. But if Masvidal yeah. won, I wouldn't be mad about it at all. Yeah, and again, these are, like, really fictional awards. Um, apparently, the UFC might – I think they are doing some awards, Cole. But I feel like it ends at the end of November. Like, I don't even know if this December cards even count towards those. Like, I don't know when the voting ends. Um, it mean, I think they just need to do their own award show, like the other major sports. You want to be considered a major sport. Why not have an award show where you have like a fighter of the year, you know, fight of the year, like just have an actual show. I know fighters only does it. They've been doing it for like 10 years now, maybe, but the UFC needs their own thing. I heard that they were going to do something like that, but I'm just not sure about the voting process. I believe fans have a good big amount of input in that. I don't know what the, what, what the best way to do this. I feel like sports writers should probably have an input, maybe like a part of it, writers, fans, and then UFC themselves. But you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Honestly, that stuff's just fictional words anyways. It doesn't matter. What matters are the fights themselves. And, man, that was a hell of a performance by Jorge Maslow. And you know, Cole, if you look at Jorge's record, his last five wins are actually by knockout. So this guy has quietly become an underrated finisher of the sport. I feel like all those really, like, close split decisions he had really, like, just changed the way he fights. And he's so much more aggressive now. This was, to me, the best performance he's had. Even though I didn't necessarily agree with the stoppage, I was blown away by his performance, man. Like the way he picked picked his shots against Nate was just incredible to watch. Like his boxing looked amazing in this fight. I honestly thought Nate would have the advantage of the boxing, and I was wrong. Masvidal did, and obviously he had the advantage pretty much everywhere. This was a this was a blowout. Let's be honest here. Um, I do feel like the fight could have changed maybe if they if it did go late, but you know what? I uh, for what I saw, Masvidal is a better fighter. Um, I should mention the odds have actually opened for a rematch, Cole. We got Masvidal minus 300, Nate Diaz plus 250. I mean, I, I feel like those are way too low, <laughs> to be honest. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think Masvidal should be a bigger favorite after, like, I don't think Diaz showed a single thing. Like, it was all yeah. Masvidal the entire fight. Yeah, and, and Nate says he was hurt coming into this fight. Not sure exactly what happened, but uh, he says he was injured coming in. Who knows if a rematch played play out differently? We've seen lots of fights where the rematches play out differently. Uh, Cormier DC was, or yeah, uh, Cormier Stipe was a blow at the first fight. The second fight was obviously different That's heavyweights, but even at welterweight and other weight class, we've seen fights that are different the second time around. So who knows? But I think for now, Maswell should get that title shot. Should fight the winner, Usman and Covington. Imagine he fights Covington though. Imagine Covington goes out there and beats Usman and then you got Covington versus Maswell. I feel like that would be a huge fight for the UFC, man. Um, my other question about this fight would be, what do you think of the BMF belt? I, I got to be honest, Cole, I loved it. I thought it was cool. I thought the belt looked awesome. I saw so many people just 
complaining about the belt and stuff. Like, I feel like people don't want to have fun, man. I thought the belt was awesome. I thought it was cool how The Rock came in. I thought the entrance of him was cool. Um, I'm not even into politics by any means. I thought just having Trump there was pretty cool as well. Uh, what do you think about the, the, the belt and The Rock being there at the event? Yeah, I think the belt looked cool. I think a lot of people like the black. Like, I like how Dana White explained, like, it's like a raider look. Like, it has, I think a lot of people thought it was going to have, like, skulls and flames and stuff, which they weren't going to do. They didn't have enough time to, like, Dana White said, they're like, he didn't have enough time to completely redo a new, like, belt, get all the plates made. So they just kind of copied the other one and did some different stuff. Like, it has one of one, like, 500 500 event. I think it looks cool. Mazda obviously liked it. And I think the rock being there was super cool. Like, it's just like MMA is supposed to be fun. Like, yeah. have some fun in it. And people are complaining, like, "Oh, this is a fake belt. This makes nothing." But okay, then don't think of it as a BMF fight. Just think you get Mazel Diaz for five rounds, possibly. I mean, we've seen fighters get title shots in the UFC coming off losses, multiple losses. So to me, it's like, yes, it's a sport goal, but it's also entertainment. And anyone who doesn't see that, I feel like, is missing out on uh, what the sport really is. Because to me, it's it's a sport that. It's an amazing sport. I love MMA. It's the best sport in the world, in my opinion. But it's also an entertainment sport, and they're all about making money and putting on these things. So to me, like, the belt wasn't that big of a deal. I thought it was cool, and I feel like people just kind of don't like fun. that They were complaining about it. The only thing I'll say about the belt is I was surprised that if you look at it, Cole, I don't think it said UFC anywhere on it, which was weird because it said 244 on one of the plates on the side and 500 on the other side, and it said BMF in the middle, baddest motherfucker. But I don't think it said UFC on it, which I thought was kind of weird. I don't know if you noticed that. No, I know Danoid's signature was on it, but... Yeah, go take a look at the belt a little closer if you can. Uh, I, I didn't see UFC on it, but it, it's not a big deal. Okay, let's move on with this uh, card because there's so much to talk about. All right, co-main event, we actually both picked this one, right? Darren Till picks up the upset as the underdog. He was like plus 170 to close, so the odds closed a little tighter than they were a week. Uh, split decision for Darren Till, 30 27-30, 29-28. That twenty, that thirty twenty seven scorecard for Calvin Gosselin, that to me is arguably the worst scorecard in MMA history. That was terrible. I, I can't. I was shocked. Cole. I thought it was a mistake. Like I can't believe that. I had it scored thirty twenty seven for Till. To be honest with you, I thought he won every round. Maybe you could give Gosselin a round. I don't know. But thirty twenty seven Gosselin, that's shocking. Uh, what did you think when you heard that scorecard? When I heard thirty twenty seven, I'm like, oh, it's Till because I had thirty twenty seven Till as well. I didn't think Gosselin did a single thing in that fight. Like. It's kind of how the, I thought the fight played out would play out. It was similar to the Thompson one, just till use yeah. the leg kicks, keeps Gaslam at range, and he won't be able to get inside. And that's kind of what happened. It wasn't an entertaining fight, but it was a right game plan for Till to get the win. But 30-27 Gaslam, I don't, I don't even really know how you could give Gaslam a round. Like, I didn't see a round that he won. I, like I said, I was shocked. I, I couldn't believe it, but, you know, it's all these judges, man. I, <laughs> You don't even know what they're watching sometimes. Uh, it's scary, though, if you're a fighter. If you're Darren Till sitting there thinking you won the fight and then someone gives it 327 to Gaston. But, yeah, to me, Cole, one of the worst scorecards I've ever seen. And that's not a hyperbole. That was horrible. Um, what's next? Uh, it looks like Darren Till probably won't get that title shot against Adesanya. I don't think he's ready anyways, honestly. Like, this was a... Uh, it was a good win for him, Cole, but I'll be honest. I feel like it was more Gaslam beating himself a little bit, too. He looked terrible. This was by far the worst Gaslam I've ever seen in the UFC. He looked terrible, did nothing in this fight, just was content to stand there. I'm starting to think maybe that fight with Adesanya really took its toll on him. Like, that was a war, and I feel like maybe that took more of a toll than what we figured it did. Um, the guys looked really good in the UFC over his career. Even the fights where he lost, Cole, like, he's at least been competitive in them, like, 
the Adesanya fight was pretty competitive. The, the Chris Weidman fight, he lost, but he got he dropped Weidman in that fight. Uh, the the uh, Magni fight was a super close fight. I thought he won that fight. It was an amazing fight, by the way. Go back to watch that one if you haven't. That was one of the best fights ever, probably, that no one talks about anyways. And then the Woodley fight was pretty close, too. Um, that was, I guess that kind of played out like this one, to be honest with you. It was kind of you know, not as uh, exciting. But I still thought that Gaslam just didn't have a good performance. At the same time, though, Till did get the win. Biggest win of his career, Cole, at this point. Moves him in the top five at 185. So what's next for Darren Till? Do you think Robert Whitaker would be a good fight for him? I think you do. Someone like Whitaker, Cannonier, someone like that. Like, I don't think – I think he needs to fight kind of below him. I wouldn't even be surprised if you get someone like in that 8 to 10 range. Like even someone like Derek Bronson, someone like that. So I don't I think – I'm not sure because you just beat Gaston. Gaston was four. Why should he drop down to, to fight Derek Brunson? I just Come don't on. think the UFC was that happy with that performance, and I think they still want to sure. kind of build him up where I don't think he's going to get in like a number one contender fight, fighting like Yoel or someone like that. Like, I think he's going to fight down. I wouldn't be surprised if he fights like Cannonier or someone like that. But, yeah, I don't think he deserves a title shot at all. Yeah, I, I feel like Brunson's way too big of a step down at this point. Cannonier, yeah, that'd be a good fight. Uh, do you think Romero gets a title shot? It looks like it's right. Like, I don't know if you have any inside scoop about that. I know that you actually had that Costa fight. Uh, your scoop said that was supposed to happen, but it didn't. <laughs> what do you think about the Romero fight? Is it going to happen? I don't know. It's hard to give someone like a title shot. What is he like one in three in his last four? In three Let's be honest. The last two fights, close fights, fight, they were both fight of the nights. His last three losses, Cole, were fight of the nights. Two to Whitaker, one to Costa. All three were close fights. And then he had the knockout win over Rockhold in a catchweight fight. I mean, like, I'm okay with it because I think it'd be a great fight. But at the same time, yeah, I, I feel like a guy coming off a, a couple of wins, like Cannonier probably should get it instead. So I don't know what you're thinking, but it looks like Dana White's kind of leaning towards Romero. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting fight style-wise because yeah. everyone says, oh, like, Adesanya doesn't have the wrestling defense. And that's the biggest test in middleweight is see if he can stop the takedowns of Romero and see if he can handle the power. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, also, Cannonier weighed in for this card. He actually came in heavy at 186.8, if I'm not mistaken. Dana White actually said that, in his opinion, that was not a miss. He actually considered it a, a good weigh-in, and I, I believe they did pay Cannonier show money, if I'm not mistaken. So that's good for Jared. Um, clearly, it shows that the UFC does uh, like him, that they even brought him in as a backup. Uh, and I think at this point, he's definitely one of their guys in, the, in their uh, – in their own personal rankings, like I'd love to see the matchmakers' rankings go. I'd love to see Sean Shelby's top five. You know, like we have what the UFC rankings say. I'd like to see how the UFC matchmakers actually have their rankings. But either way, uh, you know, for better or worse, an interesting matchup with interesting ramifications. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't exactly the most exciting fight. All right, let's, let's continue down the card here again. It's stacked card, Cole. We knew it was going to be stacked going into it. It turned out to be incredible. Uh, Stephen Thompson, Vicente Luque. 3-26, 3-26, 29-27 in favor of Thompson. This was an absolute beating. Uh, man, he really showed off his striking skills in this fight. Again, you know, I thought Luke would be very competitive. He, he at least stood in the pocket and, and he took the punches. But, man, he, he got beat up pretty bad here. Uh, snaps his six-fight winning streak. And, honestly, it kind of shows that Luke is not an elite guy. He's definitely a top 15 guy, Cole. He beats guys like, in my opinion, you know, he beats guys like Mike Perry all day. Uh, those bottom men, top 15 guys. But when he steps up, Fight this guy like Thompson, who's such a tactician. That's a tough fight for him, obviously. One fight, okay, first off, do you think it deserved fight of the night? Uh, I'll be honest, like, I had another fight in mind for fight of the night that I would have picked, but I wanted, did you think it was fight of the night? I'm trying to think. I didn't think I had that as fight of the night. What did I have as fight of the night? I can't even remember what I had. I think I had main Burgos. Event. Yeah, main event. Yeah, that's what I had. I had main event as the yeah. fight of the night. 
I think Burgos Americani was kind of a better fight than that. Like, I don't know. That fight, I thought you could give a performance to Steven Thompson, but I don't think it really deserves the fight of the night. Yeah, it was kind of a beatdown. Uh, what's next for Thompson, do you think? Maybe you do that Damian Maya fight. They both are somewhat interested in it. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Nicest guy in the UFC belt. They're going to do that one. Maybe you do someone like Ponzinibbio when he returns. Sure, that's a great fight. I'd love to see that. How about even Robbie Lawler? Yeah, that's a good one. Because they they called each other out earlier this year, and that was a fight. I'd love to see that fight. That would be an amazing fight. I think there's still a ton of fights for Thompson at Welterweight to have. Yeah, and, you know, we all have to remember, okay, if you look at his record really closely, Thompson's, um, his losses, right? Okay, so the Anthony Pettis fight – Cole, he was actually doing really well in that fight. Got caught, and Pettis is a great fighter with obviously huge knockout power. He got caught. He got knocked out. First knockout loss of his career. The Darren Till fight was the robbery of the year in 2018. If you go to MMA decisions, it was by far the most controversial decision, and most people had Thompson winning that fight. And then the Woodley fight that he that he lost was a super close fight too. He also lost to Matt Brown much earlier in his career in a fight where he was out wrestled, but obviously that's a long time ago. Uh, so to me, this guy is still an elite guy. He is a little bit older now at 36, but he showed off some great skills in this fight. And again, for Luke, time for a step down. Um, has he fought Nico Price yet, Cole? They yeah. fought already. Yeah. That would be a fun rematch, though, maybe at some point. I don't know. He just needs fun fights. This guy's an action well, fighter. Give him I think fights. if you-, you get Jeff Neal past Mike Perry, maybe do Luke yeah. and Jeff Neal. I think Jeff Neal, too, to be honest with you. I think that would be fun. But, you know, Jeff, I feel like he really wants, like, a top 10 guy with a name at this point. But he's got to obviously get by uh, Mike Perry, which I, I think he probably does. Um, okay, next fight. I thought this was one of the best fights tonight. This could have won the award for fight of the night. Derek Lewis, Bagoyevana. Cole, this was a hell of a fight, man. One of the best heavyweight fights I've seen all year. Uh, Derek Lewis's cardio looked much improved. Ivanov, this guy, Cole, might have the best chain in the UFC. My God, the shots he took, and he didn't even flinch. It was crazy. Who eats Derek Lewis's bombs like that? Derek Lewis wins a split, 327, 28-29, uh, 29-28. I scored a 29-28 for Lewis. I gave him the first two rounds. Boy won the third round, in my opinion. Great fight, close fight. I don't know if you saw the significant strike stats. Derek Lewis threw 37 strikes in the fight, all 37. <laughs> significant which is crazy and then uh Ivanov had a couple uh takedowns he landed inside control had a Kimura attempt but to me Lewis won the first two rounds it's a three-round fight MMA uh if, if you win two rounds you win the fight so in my opinion Lewis won uh he was an underdog in this fight what do you think of this performance man do you think he looked a lot better uh working out with um uh Mike Giordano or it's what's sorry what's new Giordano excuse me yeah, I was surprised by Lewis. This is the only main card fight I got wrong. I thought Lewis would – I just didn't expect his card to hold up. I thought Ivanov could handle the shots. Ivanov's never been knocked out, and I thought he could handle Lewis's shots in the first round. Lewis would gas, and he'd just take him down and kind of win the late, the second and third rounds. But after the second round, seeing Lewis there, and he's not even really breathing heavy, I'm like, Ivanov's like lost this. Like, the nutritionist helped Lewis a lot. All week he looked better, like, better in shape. He said he didn't have to cut any weight at all. Which I think, which he said he used to be like 280 in some interviews, which is kind of big. But I mean, I think I don't know why he hasn't hired a nutritionist way before this. Like he's one of the best heavyweights. The problem was he'd always gas, and now if you can hold that power and go three hard rounds, I think he's so dangerous in the heavyweight division. I agree. I mean, I've always liked Derek Lewis. The guy's got incredible knockout power. Uh, again, Vonov's one of the few guys that could take his punches. Uh, Cole, how, as far as like toughness goes. Would you say he's one of the toughest five toughest fighters in the UFC right now, Ivano? A hundred percent, I would. He's asking there. God's sake, he got stabbed in his heart. So the guy is, and if his fights, Cole. Like, look who he's fought. JDS, JDS couldn't put him away, and that was a beating for five rounds. 
Rothwell, Tuvesa, and now Lewis. Like this, he's never been knocked out in. Uh, he's got 22 fights now, never been knocked out. He's been finished by submission by uh, Volkov um, five years ago. But his chain call might be one of the best chains. And, and uh, training with DC and those guys at AKA, I think, it's definitely helped him out. But you know, I, I feel like, and my read on this fight was actually decent. Overall, my reads weren't amazing on this card, but. For this fight, yeah, I, I feel like he's not an elite guy, just a little step below the elite fighters in the division. Still a great fighter, don't get me wrong, but uh, not an elite guy. Um, and opening up the main card, and you picked this one right, and I thought Gillespie would win for sure, but my guy, Kevin Lee, I mean, wow. Like that, to me, might have been one of the greatest head kick knockouts I've ever seen. I've watched pretty much every UFC ever. Uh, Remind me of the Mark Coleman Pete self, uh, Pete uh, Williams fight from back in like two, 1997, 98 or something. A long time ago, I think it was like UFC 12 or something. Man, that was uh, wow. I mean, Cole, the way Gillespie landed against the fence, like he was already knocked out cold midair. The fence actually saved him from smashing his head on the ground. Uh, my God, I mean, I, I know you picked Kevin Lee. I honestly wasn't. It wasn't that I don't believe in Kevin Lee. I've been picking him in his fights. I picked him the last fight against RDA and the one against I couldn't do. But I just was so high in Gillespie. I thought he'd get by. He obviously, you know, the, the wrestling wasn't going to work here with Kevin Lee's wrestling. Lee had a great game plan. He was, he had a low stance. He stopped the takedown attempt and then landed one of the best head kicks I've ever seen. Where do you rank the knockout as far as best knockouts of the year? I was talking about those. I think it's top five for sure. I think, obviously, you have Mazel. I think Mazel Askren is probably the best. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think you could put him top three, top five for sure. Just even that like performance, like I pick Lee. I just wasn't high in Gillespie. Like I just Gillespie hasn't beaten anyone good, and this is his first real test. And I just thought Lee's wrestling kind of matches Gillespie's wrestling. And I didn't think he'd be able to get down to the ground. And then when he goes standing, I think Lee was the better striker all day. But I didn't expect him to knock it out. I thought it was just going to be a decision win. But that was crazy that knockout. It was sick. And I know what you're saying about Gillespie. Like you're right. Like his level competition was low but for me it was the way he was beating everyone was to me super impressive and i was super high on the guy i still am i still think he beats a lot of guys in that division but obviously kevin lee was the better man if they rematch i i think kevin lee would win again just it's a good matchup for nicole they, they match up well grappling wise and then striking wise he obviously has the knockout power i should mention if anyone's watching the live chat wants to throw a question or a comment we'll answer the questions throughout the show uh let's get to the next fight here Corey anderson johnny walker Corey anderson wins via first round tko no one saw this coming. Even the people who were betting on Corey Anderson did not see this coming. People thought, don't lie, guys. If you're betting on Corey Anderson, you thought he was going to out-wrestle Johnny Walker. No one thought he was going to knock him out of the first round cold. No one. This was a shocker. Uh, great performance by Anderson. I, I for, for sure would have given him a bonus, which he got. Uh, I, I can't believe like the way this ended, though. I mean, my God. Johnny Walker, we have seen him get knocked out before in MMA, so it's not like it's a shock that he, he, he got KO'd completely. But by Corey Anderson, Cole, a guy with one finish in the UFC in the last six years, I was shocked. What do you think about this knockout? Yeah, that's crazy. Like, if you could see the future and you went back and told everyone the day of the event, Walker Anderson ends by first round knockout, everyone saying, oh, Johnny Walker won. Like, the only way people thought Anderson was going to win is maybe a late TKO. Maybe he gasses Walker just with his yeah. wrestling and grappling. No one thought first round coming out, Anderson would drop him and then just, like, Walker didn't, he, I don't even really know if he landed like a punch. Like, it was a domination from Anderson. Yeah, great performance by him. He's actually 10-4 and four now in the UFC, Cole. He's on a four-fight win streak. He has a win over Glover Teixeira and Ilya Latifi in that win streak. He also has a win over Jan Blachowicz, which is crazy because that was his fourth UFC fight back in 2015. No one talks about that. Title shot next, or do you think Dominic Reyes gets it? I think Dominic Reyes gets it. I know Anderson's 
going to be disappointed with that, but I don't know if being a 12, the guy ranked 12 gets you a title shot. Anthony Smith called him out on Twitter saying you're going to have a contract with my name on it. Great, great fight. Take that fight. If you beat Anthony Smith, 100% you deserve a title shot next. But I think Dominic Reyes still edges him out a little bit. I agree. I I, I think that uh, Smith versus Anderson is a great fight. You know, the only thing I'll say about races, like Weidman's not, he wasn't ranked either, but he was ranked in middleweight, I guess. But some of the other wins obviously he had over uh, Volkan and OSP, those guys were ranked. So, you know, I guess we can consider those ranked fighters. But I, I, I'm not 100% buying the argument, just, you know, Johnny Walker's more ranked. So, Reyes should get it because he knocked out Weidman. Weidman wasn't even in that division. So, uh, I, it's not just you, Cole, saying that. Everyone's saying that. I still think Reyes gets a shot. I just feel like uh, he should get it based on the fact he's undefeated and is a 6 0. Uh, whereas Anderson, he is obviously 10 and 4, but only a four fight win streak, whereas Reyes, six fights. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Dana Way hasn't committed to anything, but you know, I've seen a lot of people actually suggest they do Reyes versus Anderson. I wouldn't do that. John, John, first off, John Jones needs to have a fight soon. Like he hasn't fought since July. He's ready to go. They got to book a fight soon. They can do the Reyes fight in like February or something on a pay per view. And also, if you do Reyes and Anderson, you kill off one of the, the top contenders for Jones, and there's not many, really many guys out there right now. So that to me is not the right matchmaking. I think Smith and Anderson makes a lot more sense. Uh, okay, let's continue down the card. Shane Burgos defeats Macron and Carney, third round TKO. I think Burgos was the biggest favorite in the card. No surprise here, Cole. Uh, he is great though, man. Uh, overall, now five and one, six and one in the UFC. Is he a top ten guy in your opinion? I think he is. Well, it's interesting too, is he's a free agent now, so I think he can really. Oh, wait, really? Yeah, he can. Oh, he said all week, "This is my final fight on the contract." He said he wants to stay in the UFC, but not opposed to hearing some offers so i think yeah. there'll be a lot of offers for shane burgos now featherweights, it's not a bad spot but you know i think this guy could actually be competitive for the title in the ufc not saying he beats max by any means but um i think he should stick around he could fight anyone let me take a look at the rankings right now i hate the rankings but at least it gives you an idea of like who's in that division uh featherweights so right now burgos was ranked number 12 caters ranked 11 he's above him He's fighting to beat. Uh, you could do Burgos. How about this fight? Jeremy Stevens versus Shane Burgos. Oh. That would be a fun fight. I think you could do, you do a lot of fights. Like you give him Josh Emmett. You could yeah. give him like Kano. Kano. Yeah, yeah. I hope he stays cool. I think there's fights for him personally. But, you know, we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. And, and for Mack and Amber Kano, you know, Cole, he actually had a really good record in the UFC. But I think this loss kind of shows that he has a ceiling and it's, a bubble top 15 guy. I don't think he's anything more nice. Cardio just wasn't good enough here. Uh, he did take a beating though. Good for this guy, but man, he, uh, he's just, he's not, he's not good enough as far as his cardio goes. If he doesn't get you out in the first round, he's in trouble. All right. Next up, Edmund Shabazian knocks out Brad Tavares with a head kick. This kid is the real deal. In my opinion, Cole, I've been saying for a while, he's only 21. I think he's a future world champion in the UFC. I think he's going to be the, the middleweight champion one day. Uh, probably in actually just a couple years. I'm not saying he's going to beat Asani, but I feel like at that point, Asani actually might move up. And I think I think Edmund beats a lot of guys in the top ten right now. I really do. This kid is so fast, cool, so powerful, so well rounded. He's I think the youngest fighter in the UFC at 21 years old. That's insane. And he's already 4-0. Beat Darren Stewart, beat Charles Bird, beat Jack Marshman, and now he knocked out Brad Tavares, a super tough dude. And Brad Tavares, if you look at who he's lost to, Cole by knockout in his career, just Rob Whitaker and Tim Boach. The guy's got a great chin. This was an incredible finish, man. And, and to me, Brad Tavares is like the ultimate gatekeeper at 185 you beat brad Tavares, you're legit as hell so uh you know it's too bad cole i'll say this that they only gave him two bonuses this kid should have got fifty thousand, and he actually hasn't got a bonus yet which is nuts to me because he's so impressive but hopefully he comes soon uh 
Like, where do you put him in the UFC right now? I think he might be top 10 right now. I didn't get him top 10. Maybe you give him LeBronson fight. Yeah, yeah, ranked yeah, eight. yeah that makes sense. I'm looking at the rank. Again, you know, Edmonds ranked number 13. Tavares was 11, so he'll take his spot at 11. Uh, Uriah Hall, I don't know if Hall has a – that'd be a fun fight. Uriah yeah. Hall, that'd be a great fight. Ian Heinish is too highly ranked, in my opinion. I don't really know why he's ranked number nine. Who did he beat again? Carlos Jr., I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that call. I feel like Ian Heinrich is a good fighter, but I feel like he's not one of these top guys. So, yeah, I think Brunson um, – actually, they're going to take Sousa out of the rankings soon because he's not uh, at that division anymore. And then you'll still have Hermanson. But, yeah, I think Edmund – I think Hall or Brunson makes sense for him next. And to be completely honest, Cole, I think he wins both those fights. I think this kid's legit as hell. Uh, next up – and this was another great knockout. Yari Zeno and Rosenstrock defeats Andre Olovsky. First-round knockout, 29 seconds. No one talks about this guy as a contender, Cole, but he's only 31. He's 9-0. He's 3-0 in the UFC. I actually wrote something nice about his knockout, and I said, uh, what a clean knockout, great knockout or something. He responded to me on Twitter saying, like, I appreciate it or something. I think this guy's good, man. I think he's actually really good. Um, knocked out, obviously, Arlovsky, Crowder, and Albini in the UFC. Eight of his nine wins in his career are by knockout. I mean, I think this guy's really good. What do you think? I think he's a real, like a legit heavyweight prospect. And the thing is, he knocked out Alan Crowder with a jab, and then he rocked Arlovsky with a jab. That's how much power he has. Like his jabs are rocking people or knocking people out. Like I think he's a big. Yeah, it's his striking is one of the best, and like in the division. Yeah. I agree. I agree. He's only thirty-one, Cole. So again, a really young guy. What's next for him? I, I think at this point, looking at the rankings again, Arlovsky. Arlovsky actually wasn't ranked, which, you know what, I know Arlovsky's record is not great lately, but come on, Cole, like, he should have been ranked at least 15 ahead of Sergei Spivak. Why was Spivak ranked? Who is Spivak beating his career that was better than Arlovsky's career? I, I don't agree with that at all. So to me, he should have been ranked 15, and I would actually put this guy in the top 15 right now in, in place of Spivak and in place of Maurice Green, too. So I think you could fit him at 14. Um, just looking at, like, the rankings uh, – I've seen some people say maybe you put him in against Overeem and that card in Washington. That seems like a big step up. At the same time, though, they need to fill that spot quickly. Do you think they give it to him, or do you think they go with someone else for Overeem? What do you think? I think, like, who else is available that you could give Overeem? Like, I think he's, I think he could Derek step Lewis. in. Derek Lewis, maybe? Maybe they maybe. do Lewis or I can't think of, like, I mean, Volkov and Hardy, I guess, if Hardy wins that fight, they could throw him in at short notice. I wouldn't do that, but. Like yeah, I think I think this guy might have a chance to fight Overeem, man. Like if you just look at it, like Ivanov's not gonna fight. Abdurakimov's coming up the loss to Blades. Harris obviously just pulled out. Olenek's injured. Sakai, I don't know what. Maybe you do Sakai. You're not gonna do Pavlich again. Green's coming off the I loss. Do, but I don't think he's. I don't know if he has like the the, the name. Yeah, name. which Rosenstruck might after this card. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. Um, they'll have to figure out. What goes on there? They might even just do the Nagano over in rematch, even though it makes no sense because Nagano's complaining about obviously not getting a fight, which I can't blame. He hasn't fought in a while, but we'll see what happens. Uh, by the way, it sucks that for uh, while Harry's had to pull out, but can't blame him at all, man. Obviously, he's got much more important things on his mind right now than fighting, and hopefully, they do find his uh, daughter. And uh, gotta give props to the UFC family Ali Abdelaziz, even John Jones, Dana White. These guys uh, donated their, their uh, $25,000 each, and even Darren Till actually said that the purse money that uh, Kelvin Gaslam was going to give him for the the leaning on the on the uh, cornerman thing. He actually wants to give that to find uh, uh, Ania Blanchard as well. So hopefully they do find Walter's daughter. All right, last couple of fights here: Chukagan, Maya, 
I mean, cool, this fight was so boring, man. Uh, 29-28 across the board for Chukagan. She'll get that title shot against Valentina Shevchenko. I don't give her a chance in that fight, though. And, you know, she has no knockout power at all. She just wins on points. I wasn't impressed with this fight, Cole. What do you think? I think she gets beat worse than Jessica I, but I think she might go five rounds. It will just be a very, like, I think it's going to be a worse fight than Carmo Shevchenko. I think both, like, I think Chukagan's going to be so hesitant to throw anything. And it's yeah. just going to be them circling. I agree. And for Maya, two straight misses of weight. And she says she's not going up to 135. So it's either, I guess the UFC is going to cut her then. She's refusing to move up in weight because she doesn't, she can't make this weight. Yeah, she was 129 against Montferry. And then she, what was she here? 127 point something? Like, yeah. it's just, she can't make the weight. Like, you've proved it back to back fights. You can't make the weight. I agree. Okay. A couple other fights here. Lyman Good to be his chance for encounter, third round knockout. Uh, Lyman Good, when he fights on a regular basis, Cole, this guy's obviously got devastating knockout power. <laughs> How does this guy pass his drug test, man? Like, this guy is jacked. He's a massive dude. Actually, he, he did miss some time to do Usada, but you know what? This is a guy that I've always liked, Cole. Um, back in Bellator, he was a pretty good fighter back then. He struggled a little bit with consistency in the UFC, but this fight showed that this guy has devastating knockout power when he lands. Chance for encounter. Uh, another kind of guy that really struggled on this card. It, again, he just kind of just backed up the whole time, and that's not a good idea. And then the other fight is uh, Kim Doato defeats Julio Arce, split decision, 29-28, 28-29, 28-28. Any thoughts on the last two fights? Yeah, Good's knockout was really impressive. I think that was it. he was dominating that fight the entire time. Once Red Counter couldn't get him down to the ground, I think basically he knew it was over. Like, good striking is far scarier than Red Counters. Doato yeah, Arce, like, I know why Duato's so pissed he's opening the card, but he's not putting on, like, great fights. Like, and he's not a huge name. Like, in Canada, he, like, he's obviously on the main card at 231. Like, he fights higher in Canada, but when you fight on these big cards of states, like, I think you're going to open up the cards on the early prelims. Like, he doesn't get a whole lot of finishes. Like, obviously got the finish at 240. That was a late knockout, like, and the whole fight wasn't that interesting. Like, he's a guy that doesn't like to get hit, so he doesn't, like, throw a whole lot to put himself in danger. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So overall, you know, I like to rate the cards at a 10 after every card. I give this card a 10. Like, it's, it's about as good as it gets when it comes to MMA. What do you think, Cole? Yeah, I'd give it like a 9.5. It was pretty good. There was obviously the cheek. The early yeah, game kind of yeah. struggled. We'll take a point five off for that my Chukagan fight. That fight was super – you know what? And here's the thing, like, uh, I'll say this. Like, a lot of people say, oh, well, it's catering, first off, to a female audience, which I, I totally get. And, and I like watching women's MMA. But it was an exciting fight. My girlfriend watched Nicole, and she thought it was boring. So, you know, a boring fight's going to be boring, even if it's guys or girls. I don't think it matters. Uh, we're going to just talk about a few other things here. If anyone has questions, go ahead and throw them in the chat room, and we'll answer them before the uh, the show ends. We'll be back tomorrow, I should say. Me and Cole will break down UFC Russia, so that should be a pretty good card. We'll break it down in its entirety tomorrow at 11 a.m. So, again, if anyone has any questions, throw them out there. Uh, I didn't get a chance to talk about PFL with you, Cole. Did you watch the, the last card, PFL? Yeah, I did. Any thoughts on the card itself? In my opinion, and I said this on the podcast, they need to get rid of the heavyweight division next year. It just doesn't work with the, the format because you can't have heavyweights fighting two rounds, uh, two fights in one night. I And I don't think they have enough talent at heavyweight division to do yeah. it. Like, I think there's much better weight classes. Bring back middleweight. Middleweight was a, I don't know why you scrapped middleweight to bring yeah, it over. Um, the guy, uh, Lewis Taylor, I guess yeah. he PFL. So they obviously didn't, I don't think they had. And they wanted in there. But the problem with PFL is too that I like watching PFL, but they just bring back the same fighters. Like yeah, you've got to have a roster turnover if you're doing like a format like this. 
I agree. And I hope they do mix it up next year. Let's just talk about the finals quickly. Uh, women's lightweight Harrison Pacheco rematch. Harrison wins. How big of a favorite is she going to be? That's the question. I think she'll be at least minus 1,000 here. I think she'll they, be a huge favorite. Yeah, Pacheco, she's a good fighter, but we've seen this fight, and I don't see it having any different. Michelle Cooper, any thoughts on that one? It's a good fight. Like it's a good fight. fight. I think both guys might be able to knock each other out. I think Cooper has shown he has sort of a, like, a not good chin where he's been knocked out. He's been rocked this year, but I favor Cooper slightly. I just think he's the better fighter. Yep. Uh, Palmer Pineda. Palmer. Yeah, sure. Lance Palmer will be a two-time champ. Shalty Radzibov. I like Shalty. I like Shalty to be a two-time champ again. Sorty Johnson. Sorty? I, I like Sorty. I think... Johnson's wrestling. Agent. Johnson's wrestling. I think Johnson could make it a really boring fight where he just holds him for five rounds, but I yeah. think Sorty has a shot. Last one is Syed Rochalt. I don't – it's just a fight I don't really want to see. Like, Rochalt oh. wrestling could win it, but I don't know. He he gets hurt a lot, so it's it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, so that's all I want to well, talk about. And something with PFL too. Something I hate the PFL does. Like, I like watching PFL, but I'm not going to watch their finals. Like, I'm not staying in on New Year's Eve till 11.30 to watch PFL finals. Like, I don't know why they do it on New Year's Eve. If you do New Year's Eve, do it in the morning and the afternoon. Yeah, I'm going to tape it, but yeah. Yeah, I agree. like, I'm not going to watch it live. I do like PFL local. I think that it's nice to have a different format, give the fighters more opportunities. Uh, they, they got paid. You know, I actually had a lot of skepticism. I'm not the only person that was like, they're going to really give a million bucks. But I saw that Lance Palmer interview with TMZ, and he said, Two weeks after the event, they wired him a check for a million dollars minus the taxes or whatever. Or no, no, he actually said that they he has to take the tax off himself. So he got paid a million bucks in, in you know wires. So it's legit as hell, man. Again, I thought it was going to be a thing like uh, Battlefield FC where these guys are chasing the promoter for money later, but they actually got paid. So you know, as long as the fighters are getting paid and the fighters are happy, and they seem to be very happy, in PFL Cole, uh, you know, I'll give them credit for that. But there's obviously a lot of stuff that they can change. Anything else you want to talk about, man? No, not a whole lot. Just like, obviously, I think next two weeks in UFC, I think it's going to be a bit slower. You obviously have the Russia Brazil card. Then you have two weeks off in November. So that'll be nice for everyone to enjoy. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, okay, that's it for today's show. Cole, plug anything you want. Twitter at ColeShell91. Just this week. Well, today I'll have something on Keg Mo. I talked to him before the final fight in Bellator. So we can preview that tomorrow, too. But This weekend? As yeah, well? Friday or Saturday, I forget which one. But. Yeah, other than that, everything will just be on my Twitter, everything I do. Sounds good, Cole. Okay, you guys can check me on Twitter at MM Adam Martin. I had uh, a listener message me on Twitter this weekend and ask, uh, how do I send questions in? Can I email them to you? Uh, I prefer if you guys just post them in the chat here and I'll get to them. Or like if you're not able to obviously watch it live, send me a message on Twitter. If you don't have Twitter, that's cool. You can email like someone. He asked if I can create a private email. I'm not. I'm not a, or a email for the show. I'm not against that, but I feel like I might not check it as much as I as I should. So if you want, you can email me in my personal email, Adam underscore Martin thirteen at hotmail.com. Yes, I know I still have a hotmail, but hey, I use this email forever, so I'm not getting rid of it. So again, that's Adam underscore Martin thirteen one three at hotmail.com. Feel free to email me anytime if you guys have a question or whatever about the show. Um, again, it's this podcast, it's now available, obviously, on YouTube. It's available on mlsburger.com, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, uh, Anchor. So there's a bunch of places. And, of course, iTunes. And iTunes is big for us. And uh, the listenership is actually going up. So I really appreciate it, guys. appreciate the support. Um, I know there's a lot of competition out there for MMA podcasts, but 
what sets me and Cole, or myself even, uh, when Cole joins me, obviously, but what sets me apart from everyone else is I only talk about MMA, guys. So if you want to listen to MMA talk, come and join the show. Listen in. I don't talk about other things. I don't talk about my family. I don't talk about other sports. Uh, I don't talk about entertainment. I don't talk about politics. I only talk about MMA. So if you want to hear MMA talk, listen to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Uh, again, check me out at uh, MMAalzberger.com, BJPen.com, MMARings.net. I got to plug my article, MMARings.net. I wrote about uh, uh, the Nate Diaz fight and the Maswell fight. So definitely check that out. Cole, thanks again for joining me today, man, as always. We'll be back tomorrow morning at uh, 11 a.m. with Cole to break down UFC Moscow. And I'll be back at 10 a.m. tomorrow breaking down the latest in the world of MMA. Guys, have an amazing day. I hope you enjoyed UFC 244, and I'll see you tomorrow.